cliffcentral.com. We're going to talk a little bit about uh, Revex, and I, I, I don't feel that Sean is avoiding us this morning, but we might just want to check with, uh, with Brett because, of course, Bitcoin has had, and, and all the cryptocurrencies have had a hell of a ride over the last few days. We'll check out with uh, Brett Hope Robertson, who is the head of investments at Revex. What the hell's going on there? So, hey, Brett, not the, not the best week for us to be talking to you. I hope Sean isn't dodging a bullet here because he always gets to talk to us about prices going up and you know, everybody's investments turning golden. You, you're going to tell us this morning some hard truths about just how this market moves up and down, right? How are you? Good, thanks to yourself. Thanks so much for having me on. Cool. And it's just must say, I must actually agree with you with the online shopping thing. Yeah. I think it's only shoes for me. And other than that, everything else needs to be fitted. <laughs> I, I reckon so. Huh? You, you go into a shop and you, you try it on. You know when you put it on at home, it's going to work for you. You buy it online and it arrives. It's like, you know, all those jokes that people put up on the internet about Wish. You know, the Wish version of something. So it, yeah, <laughs> that, it's, that. that it always looks like, and you end up sending it back, and you're wasting another two weeks anyway. <laughs> exactly. All right. So listen, um, a lot of people are very unhappy, uh, and and this happens. I mean, I'm I'm not saying that it's um it's unexpected. A lot of people are very unhappy yeah. about what goes on in this market, especially when things don't go up. Um, so what is going on with the market this week, and how does the Fed in America, the Federal Reserve Bank? have a role to play in all of this? Because people are telling me that that's the main motivator. Yeah, so look, it's been, a, it's been a tough couple of weeks. I mean, the market has been, you know, going in one direction for a bit. Mm-hmm. And it kind of comes down to one major decision. And it's, do you kind of go with the Fed and believe that the Fed's, as they say, everything's going to be okay? Or do you kind of err on the side of caution and say, look, look what's happening around the world. Maybe the economic outlook isn't that great. Mm-hmm. And so basically, just to recap, over the last few weeks, markets across the globe, traditional assets, crypto assets, have all gone into like a risk-off mode, right? And risk-off basically means that investors around the world decide, you know, the crypto or the, the macro outlook is too risky to invest in these kind of risky assets. And therefore, they look for safe haven assets. Right. So your safe haven assets are normally your golds, your defensive stocks with big dividends or right. cash. Um, and your risk on assets are things like your cryptos and your tech stocks. Yeah. We've seen this risk off, right, happen. Bitcoin's fallen about 46% so far. The NASDAQ, which is the tech heavy in exchange in the US, has fallen about 17% of the same period, while gold's actually been up about 2 to 3%. Right. And as you say, most people are kind of asking why, what's happening, and how does the Fed kind of play a role in this? Because they keep hearing about this Fed, right? So the Federal Reserve basically, let's be blunt, has printed a shit ton of money. Yeah, absolutely. To basically keep the U.S. economy up and running through COVID. And I mean, uh, it's, a, it's a substantial amount of money. It's roughly, I think, 80% of all money in circ- U.S. money printed in circulation today was printed in 2020 and 2021. It's, it's, it's crazy. And, you know, when you flood the market like that, it's not going to have no consequences on the price of things. It's going to affect things... Yeah. Horribly, it's going to create enormous amounts of inflation, which currently the Biden uh, government is trying to deal with in America. But it's going yeah. to have it's going to have supply chain problem uh, problems associated with it too. There's obviously all the the repercussions of what COVID has meant for the world. But all of this is this is self inflicted harm by the U.S. government on the U- United States. Yeah. So they've look. They had to do something to try keep their economy afloat during this time. And I think they let it run maybe a bit too long, and that's kind of what they're kind of trying to deal with now. 
but all this money that, as you said, that flooded into the market, it's it to an extent funded your stock market and your crypto run that you've seen. And this is basically how it works. I mean, if you print money and there's low interest rates, money is really cheap and easy to borrow. So investors' risk appetite all of a sudden gets a bit heightened because money's cheap, and they take that cheap money and they put it into assets that they think has an asymmetrical upside, right? And it's things like crypto and your tech stocks. Mm-hmm. But as you said, when this happens, one thing happens when you print a lot of money is inflation. And the U.S. sit there today with the highest inflation in 40 years and a savings rate that's probably sitting at about 0.5%. Mm-hmm. And you can understand how people are getting annoyed, and then they're going, I'm losing money every basically second. And so over the last year, they've been forced to look for yield, and they've looked for it, and they've found it in crypto. Um, but now the Fed's going, okay, well, inflation's out of control. We need to use our tools, monetary policy, mm-hmm. to basically reduce this. So they reduce the amount of money they're printing, and they start to increase interest rates, right? Yeah. And the idea behind this is basically if you increase interest rates, it becomes more expensive to borrow this money. Therefore, you won't spend this borrowed money on goods and services. Savings accounts also look more attractive. So maybe people start saving instead of you know spending in the economy. And it'll start to cool off. But that does pull a handbrake on your tech and crypto stocks because it was partly funded by this cheap money for the last two years. Right. And so that's basically where we've come to today. Right. The Fed knows it's too high. They're going to start cutting rates. And they actually have a rate decision um, today. Mm-hmm. And the market's basically saying there's going to be no rate hike, uh, rate hike today. Um, but obviously, if there is a surprise, we would see crypto markets slide further. So, so basically, this massive feedback that you're seeing is literally just all the investors going, we are pricing in four rate hikes. Bitcoin's off 46, ETH off 49. But this isn't anything new. We've seen this volatility in this asset many, many times. And even Amazon went through the pretty much the same volatility back in the internet boom, right? Well, I must tell you, I mean, stocks you mentioned earlier have not done very much better. You know, for example, if, if I look at um, at some of the stocks that I'm interested in here, Amazon in 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 my portfolio is down 17 percent over the last little while. Google's down 12 percent. PayPal's down 40 45 percent. That's going to be you know going to be your mature asset, right? Yeah. Compared to crypto. Yeah, correct. So I mean, those uh, are, those, are, those are numbers which which are comparable. But the, the other thing that we've got to remember here is that the the U.S. government didn't just print a whole lot of money and, and inject it into the economy. They also gave individuals money. You know, there were these rescue plans. There were these bills that were passed to help people who um, either lost their jobs or needed help through COVID. So they essentially gave people free money. But free, in inverted commas, is never free. And many of those people may have spent that money on crypto. They may have gone into the, the crypto market and actually t- taken some of this extra money that the, the government had given them and bought crypto. So obviously yeah. that created an, an artificial spike in, in, in crypto, which we're now dealing with trying to right-size. Is that something that's worth considering as well? Yeah, no, definitely. And basically, so it all kind of boils down to, you know, all risk assets right now kind of sit squarely on the shoulders of the Fed, right? mm-hmm. what they decide to do um, with rates. Outside of your obvious tail risks, like, I mean, for example, your Russia-Ukraine debacle, I'm sure you have an opinion yep, on that. Absolutely. Um, that's another risk, right? Russia decides to invade Ukraine or they decide to pull the oil with the gas lines into Europe. You're going to see risk off around the world as well. So there's a lot of these little factors at play. Um but the one thing we do say to everyone is, you know, markets, these markets go in cycles. And if it goes up straight line all time, that's not, that's not a market. That's, that's right. 
pretty much a, a scheme, right? It has to go in cycles. It has to reset. Um, and long-term investing is the way that you deal with these this volatility. It's the only way I've seen. You can trade. If you try to trade this market, you're going to get chucked up. A long-term investment strategy is just the best way to handle it. All right. So, so is this a good time to buy? Because usually when the price is, uh, is down on what people expected it to be, uh, they go, oh, well, this is a good time to buy. Uh, there are a lot of people, even in the comments, uh, someone is saying here, uh, Stinkmean is saying, I'm already buying more crypto. So people are doing that. Uh, but there are also people who are, who are divesting now. They're saying, oh, my God, if it goes down any further, it's going to ruin me. What am I going to do? You know, what, what, what would your... So I, think that, I think that all depends on how much you have in this asset class right now, right? Mm. If you've got your life savings in it, of course you're looking to divest a bit. But if you've got, you know, your 5 or 10% allocation or your certain amount of money and you've got spare money to invest, yeah. historically, technically, dips over 35% have been good buying opportunities. That's just the way it has worked. Um, I mean, I personally view it as long-term investing. Over 40, 35 40% dips, I would start, I'd normally start clipping myself back in. Um, because, I mean, I ran a little analysis myself on Bitcoin because... I came across a study about on the S&P that showed, okay, from 1996 to 2015, which, yes, is a bit dated, but it was over 19 years, and the S&P returned 8.2% per year over that time, right? Right. But they did a, a study that said, okay, well, if you miss the top 10 trading days, you know, you're trying to trade the market, trying to get in and out, and you happen to miss 10 of those trading days over 19 years, <clears> your return <throat> dropped to 4.5%. Right. If you drop the top 20 trading days, your return dropped to 2.1. And if you dropped the top 40 trading days, if you missed 40 trading days mm-hmm. in 19 years, you lost 2% a year versus 8.2% if you just did nothing. <laughs> wow. So I did this and I saw this and I was like, wow, let me look for crypto. And obviously I look at Bitcoin because it's the longest standing like data points we kind of have. And I said, okay, regardless of any day in Bitcoin's existence, let's say market top, bottom, bear market, bull market, Fed hiking rates, Russia invasion, whatever happens. Yeah. Let's say you bought it on the single worst day in Bitcoin's history. You bought it 2017 market <laughs> top. Bang. You're the worst trader in crypto history. Well done. And you held it for five years from that point of purchase. You receive 27% a year, year on year for five years. Wow. As long as you held it for the five-year period. I mean, that, you outperformed 99% of fund managers on that. And you're the worst crypto trader in history. Yeah. And that's the kind of power of this asset class. So I think if you've got a long-term time horizon, yes, over 40% is I would start buying back in a little bit because um, maybe this time is different. Maybe we have Russia invade Ukraine. Maybe all these things happen. But from history's sake, worst-case scenario, you're making 27% a year for five years. Right. Okay, well, I mean, listen, it's up to people to make their own decisions as to whether you want to buy more, whether you want to sell some, uh, whether you think it's a, it's a good time to uh, – to, to, to get into into some new cryptocurrencies. I mean, you guys have got so many options on the on the Revix platform. So I know you run promos all the time. You got a promo running this week? Um, yeah, so we've been running it from the 21st of January to about the 31st now. Mm-hmm. And basically, it's if you sign up with a promo code Revix500, um, right. verify your account, deposit and invest more than 5,000 Rand uh, into one of our assets and hold it for a month because we're trying to incentivize long-term investing. You'll receive 500 bucks. Okay, that's very good. So you get 10%. Very nice. Yeah. 
just for playing the game. You get 10%. That sounds like a good deal to me, especially in a week where most people are a bit miserable about crypto. Nice one, Brett. Thank you very much for talking to us this morning. And tell Sean, tell Sean we take a dim view of him uh, sidestepping this and leaving you in the shit crypto week to come and talk to us. <laughs> <laughs> I'll let him know. All right, man. Thank you very much. Cheers, and and uh, that's Brett Hope Robertson. He's from Revix.com. You can find out more by going along to Revix and signing up today. Cliffcentral.com.